Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on over there? Howdy, Chris. Um, something terrible has happened. Oh, you've unsubscribed to Abroad Japan? No, no. But I, I, I sometimes oh. nearly do that to a lot of people or sometimes I'll unsubscribe Whoa. or I'll sort of um, unfollow them on Twitter by accident. Um, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I hope, I hope you've hit the notification bell on YouTube, Dave. Pete. What, That's the only thing. What is the difference? Us YouTubers want now. What's the difference between subscribe? Well, if you hit subscribe, yeah. These days, YouTube just shows you whatever it wants, right? Right. You have got to, and even if you're subscribed, it doesn't mean a thing. You've right. got to hit subscribe and then notification bell. But does that mean that the notification when... will go ding, 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 whenever, wherever I am no, on the get... internet? Said Chris Broad no. dropped a new cut. No, no. but like basically it means when I release a video, right. you'll get notified about it somehow. Uh, it might be an email, a notif- little notification right. pop up on YouTube. I don't know, but you'll you'll know about it. Um, and it's kind of got more important now that YouTube just censors and just chooses the content it shows. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of made subscribing redundant in many ways. Uh, um, just so really we hit 50k on the Japan podcast uh, channel as well. It's just it's know, suddenly I've redundant. Sucked oh. the fun out of that. Well, click... So you're hearing that, guys? Ding-dong <laughs> bell. Notification bell. Click the notification bell. Ding-dong bell. Click there, forever <laughs> hold your peace, for crying out loud. <laughs> I really like that. Hit the ding-dong Hit bell. The ding-dong no, what bell. is... What's so bad? What's so terrible, Pete? Chris, you actually told my us. dream <laughs> of importing a Toyota Century uh, is hanging finally in the balance. Finally in the balance. Oh, no. Why? Why? Got the car. We're so close. It, was, it made its way to the... Um, made its way to the um, ship that it was going to go on. Uh, it was going to make its way, it made its way <laughs> to whatever port, Yokohama, I think. It made its way to Yokohama. And uh, they sent me a couple of pictures. And I'm like, Uh-oh. Right. That was not what... <laughs> that couple of, couple, of, <laughs> couple of lights on the dashboard that um, were not in the original pictures. And my question Uh-oh. to the man saying, everything works, in it? And, and, you know... It's, it's a, <laughs> everything I, works in, in it. it everything <laughs> works in it and he said yeah in it it does and so I bought the car and then suddenly when the, the guys who are importing it the guys who are putting it on the a boat they, they take the pictures and they're like uh, 
couple of couple of little lights on the old engine light and the old uh, couple of couple of other things uh, seems to be uh, you know flirting with. Um, so I went, I, "What are you doing?" You said you said everything worked. It was fine. Um, so um, it's after the engineers have stepped in. They've got to. I mean, to be fair, I've already paid for the car. By rights, that company should be just popping it on the boat and going. See you later. Uh, but uh, in this situation, they've uh, they, 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 they've um, quite cordially and responsibly um, agreed to uh, get an engineer in to see what the hell's wrong with this car. So uh, we'll see. So the journey continues, but the, the, more importantly, the car is not on the board. So you've, you've bought it. It's done. The, the deal's done. The deal's done, the but the, the, out of goodwill, I presume, or possible... Oh. I mean, because they could get away with just sending it and just go, that's your fucking problem. But it, like, I'd, I'd rather them look at it on that side because obviously there's parts for two or centuries of it easier to find in Japan, <laughs> bearing in mind it never got <laughs> released anywhere else other than in Japan. <laughs> so I'm, I'll probably go to Yokohama in the next few days. Can I check, go and yeah, look go and at your car? Out, yeah, can I see it? Have like, a little look around. Where, where is it? Where can I find this car? I, it's How at the I port, it? I guess. Well, I believe it's next to a big bloody boat. That it's not got on. I'm going to go and slash the tires. Yeah. I'm going to slash the tires and break the mirror. <laughs> uh, so when it arrives, absolutely it'll be a little human. gift from me. I was like, what's going on there? So they, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're looking into that, really. Um, it's very upsetting. But Well, how uh, long? That's insane. Mm. Like, how long does it take to get the car from Yokohama to the UK? That's the longest journey, like one mm. of the world's longest journeys. Yokohama like, to Southampton. That's unfathomable. I think it might be a month. It might be two months, but I think I think it's in between a month and two months. I, I believe it takes around thirty days. But oh, that, it's not too bad. That's that seems short. Oh. That seems like going full pelt, but maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it is two months. But uh, yeah, with, with stuff like that, you just got to, you, you, you're hitting hope, and you just you just forget about it for a couple of months, and then deal with the tax and the MOT registration and the installation of a rear fog light when it arrives. But uh, but yeah, I I, I, I wow. was surprised that they were sort of amenable to me going. Can you just get someone to look at that? Because that's annoying. <laughs> Because no. <laughs> I might be taking That's the awesome. ownership of that at Southampton Docks and then driving it straight to the skip and getting it crushed. Oh, that would be such a sad ending. Yeah. Travel around the planet the, the, only the to end up in a rubbish t- skip. Typical, uh, the scene is so typically Donaldson, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. You never know. You might open up the car, like the, the trunk or the boot of the car Dead when body. it arrives. You might just find uh, Carlos Gain. Yeah. Just sitting in there. Hiding out. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, uh, it's probably not, Carlos Gain probably not a bad place to hide really i guess a nice spacious car boot um on a on a roll on roll off uh ferry escape japan in style take (laughs) 10 packets of energy jelly pop in the trunk of pete dolson's car and get sailing for a month around the planet oh god oh you've oh Oh. but yeah looking forward to seeing that that's gonna be amazing so it should it should arrive in time for christmas in theory Mm. The ultimate gift, right? The ultimate gift, yeah. Um, a, a trip to the Toyota specialist to find out what's happening. <laughs> what's, what's happening to it? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. But that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I didn't fill you in on Natsuki's event that happened a few weeks that's ago. That's right. Good. I saw you Natsuki's kind of event. like coming around the corner in a, in a video and it looked... I mean, I would say that when you are doing your own filming, it looks all professional. But when someone else is filming you at an event that is not your event... <laughs> and you've remarked yourself that um, you had a bit of the musk of you, uh, musk of, uh, about you uh, in previous years. Um, but you do look like Elon Musk cutting around Twitter, just walking around, going, "What have we got here?" Then? around. What's going on? It just felt like it just felt like you were like kind of um, you'd been pulled out of a meeting to have uh, to to take a picture with Natsuki <laughs> and his crew. 
<laughs> yeah, I came back from the bathroom, turned the corner, and the whole event had stopped mm. to take a photo. And I came around the corner, and they're all just sitting there in silence. And I just went, <laughs> jump scare, and it was horrible. But it was a good event. I, I saw, I, I was late because I was doing this podcast. I missed the, the all-important Q&A with Natsuki and Joey, and they did too much Volcano. I missed that. But I made them do it again, and it was quite surreal watching Natsuki and Joey bash out a cover of Too Much Volcano. I say cover, they're the, real song, they're the real band, Good aren't God. they? I, I, <laughs> I saw them do it. I saw them perform it uh, in front of, you know, 60, 70 people. Mm. It was really cool. It was good fun. Glad I went. I Good. think Natsuki enjoyed it. He sold a lot of like, I don't know if I have, I, I have, I, I, I do have something. Keep talking. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, Chris is uh, leaving um, the camera shot that I've got here on uh, a recording device known as Riverside. It's a, um, a, a product that we used to Enough record podcasts speak. over the internet. And uh, here he is. Here he is. What's he got? Plays me watching on YouTube. You can see it's not even in focus. Is it a fridge magnet yeah, or, or a it's, sticker? I don't know what it, it's like. A it must be a magnet. Has he got like a little something... stand that you sort of stand it upon on something? Is it like a little? Yeah, cutout? it's a it's, yeah. a it's a plastic cutout of Natsuki and I mm. from Mount Fuji nice. from the summit, that's, that's uh, awesome. and it says July twenty six, twenty twenty three, four fifty four a.m. at the summit of Mount Fuji. We climbed Mount Fuji. What a wonderful sunrise. So fucking sunshine. <laughs> so you do see <laughs> these things. I've seen like quite a lot of Japanese wrestlers that I follow. They have these little sort of stand-up like cutouts of themselves and they sell them after the Yeah, tour. this is it. And, you, and it, I guess it this kind of that. sits on your desk and it reminds you of um, someone you know on the internet climbing Mount Fuji, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Nobody bought them, though. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, really. I, I felt a bit bad. I'd buy one so, of them. I'd Natsuki, happily, I'd happily put Natsuki my turned up. That. Lovely. Well, Nesky turned up with uh, lots of this merchandise, mm. uh, these dodgy plastic cutouts. Bits and bobs. And then, and then Ian, who was running the event and doing the whole thing for Natsuki very kindly, mm. he sold uh, some posters of Natsuki that he'd made that were very well made and extremely well printed. Right. And Ian, I think Ian made a pretty penny selling those posters, and rightly so. Ian... <laughs> took the time to create the artwork, sell the posters, run the event. But I remember seeing Natsuki and he was like getting people and being like, no, no, you buy this. And like <laughs> gesturing them to come to his table and buy stuff from him instead of Ian's poster. It's quite an amusing <laughs> sight. <laughs> but it went well. I think they had a lot of fun. Um, uh, and I think Natsuki's threatening to do another event in the near future, so we shall see. Good. Oh, well, he, he's, see. He'll, he'll one-up himself, and he'll, maybe he'll sell, like, big cardboard cutouts that are, like, the size of, like, a human, maybe, of you two at the, oh, at God. the, at the summit of Mount Fuji. Fantastic. I've, yeah, that'll be good. I've still got the Ken Watanabe cardboard cutout lingering in the uh, in the sitting room <laughs> by the window. Right. It, it jump scares everyone that sees it. <laughs> but uh, we've got a story this week from Pepe. He says, hello, senorito, Chris, oh, yeah. and amigo Pete. Nice. Greetings from Pepe from Mexico. I'm a long-time fan, recent listener viewer of your podcast. Today I bring you the most peculiar story from my first trip to Japan. The story took place just outside Osaka Castle, where my best friend and I were chilling around a vending machine, having some Bakari sweat and admiring the astonishing view, when suddenly a curious Japanese man wearing a baseball hat approached us to make some small talk. He asked us where we were from. We were both, uh, we both enthusiastically said that we were Mexicans to this statement, the man gave us an astonished, an astonished and really happy look and proceeded to take off his hat to show us a tattoo on his forehead that said Los Zetas in a stereotypical gang lettering and said to us in broken Spanish, 
Yo soy uno... I can't, I can't, it's the British accent. Yo soy uno zeta amo Mexico. I'm a zeta, I love Mexico. To give you context, Los Zetas are one of the deadliest, most powerful and cruel cartels that operate in Mexico. Mm. Of course they are. So when he told us that my friend and I, uh, well, we just looked at each other in a bit of confusion and fear as we happily... Uh, Yelled out, yeah, Los Itas, woo-hoo. And we high-fived and friendly hugged him, just in case he was indeed part of the criminal organisation. <laughs> After that, we probably said goodbye and rushed to the station, hoping that he wouldn't follow us. Thankfully, he didn't. And we all ended up as a quirky, funny story. Uh, to this day, if I haven't uh, lived this story, I would find it pretty hard to believe. But thank you all for the content. Hope you find the story entertaining. Mm. All the best, guys. Pepe. That is quite random. What are the it's chances, It's a shame though? the guy didn't Big allude Mexican to it. Cartel Why? And, and he just happened to have that tattooed on his forehead. and that, that's that, You couldn't make that up. That's amazing. And, like, I mean, we can all talk about how distasteful it is that, uh, you know, the romance around these Mexican uh, murderous uh, drug cartels that destroys communities and, and murders people... <laughs> There's no um, romance. Becomes, There's a, no romance. ...becomes like a, um, like a, a bit of a brand, eventually. Uh, remember, the, remember there was, like... Um, I think the first foldable smartphone from Samsung, the old Z Fold One, I think. Um, mm. Somebody who's the big, who's the big narco guy who spent more on rubber bands than um, anyone in in history to do up his his dollar bills. He was like he was the subject of of Narcos, the TV show. The, the big guy. I am not the sure. Main, the main. I'm not. Guy. I'm not anyway. into my crime. The main guy. Anyway, um, I think when he died, Carlos, something or other. Um, I, I don't know my cartels very well. But anyway, when he died. Carlos Gain. When he was, what? Wolfgang? Carlos Gain. Carlos He's Gain, not Carlos Gain. Um, but when he, <laughs> when he uh, was assassinated, obviously his, his, his legend becomes bigger and bigger. And, and they started selling um, uh, branded up phones with his face on. Um, oh my and God. And selling them as like a, as like a, not as a Samsung full. They sold it as insert name of, his cartel effectively or his name um and it's just interesting these kind of like really horrible companies become uh, become uh, kind of you know brand well, names because it's cool and sexy and people enjoy playing vice city on the playstation yeah i mean whatever next yeah. we're gonna be putting fucking war criminals on the phone like, <laughs> they probably would they probably would the Nokia Goebbels like well it's just so ridiculous yeah but i yeah I, it's a shame that we glorify such folks I don't know maybe this guy was Yakuza and he had an appreciation for fellow crime lords in Mexico I don't know yeah. I don't know I can only speculate um, but I imagine he, he there's a good chance he was probably affiliated with some Yakuza outfit right you reckon I think that's a, well, if you're getting your head tattooed sure you'd, you'd, you'd say you're pretty you're on the fringes of society right away yes yes I you mean, are. and I yes, guess but are. I guess if you're having uh, like and I know this visiting onsens and, and, and swimming pools and stuff and I'm not like swimming them because of my tattoos on my legs um, out of leg versus forehead, forehead's way easier to cover up uh, in an onsen because you just fold your hair forward, couldn't you? Like a little cornwall. Well, like. he was wearing a baseball hat. Yeah. A baseball hat. Yeah, um, you'd be fine. You know. And in an onsen, you, know, you do put keep... like the little white towels on your head so you probably wouldn't know. Yes. You yeah, you stick the little little hand towel on yeah, your head, right? Exactly. To, uh, That's probably why yeah, they're doing it because they've all got head tattoos. They're all part of the <laughs> crime gang. <laughs> <laughs> my lord yeah. my lord but that's a cool story i yeah. love those little run-ins those are the stories that are just epic mm. like they're really cool but you never know you never know who you might meet on your travels around japan mm. but what is the story of the week mr dawson fill us in what's going on in japan 
I'm guessing I understand it's something to do with Japan's ugliest prefecture. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> is. Uh, Ibaraki, your friend and mine. Yeah. Ibaraki, boys and girls, uh, has reclaimed the dubious honour of being the least attractive of Japan's 47 prefectures, according to an annual survey, uh, one year after losing its title to uh, Saga uh, Prefecture. Uh, in the 2023 survey, Ibaraki was ranked last for the 12th time uh, since the rankings began in 2009. Um, Ibaraki, east of Tokyo, rose to 46th in last year's rankings, but again fell to the bottom of this year's survey as Saga edged it out by garnering 13.8 attractiveness points versus Ibaraki's 13.7. Now, this story sounds <laughs> like we're reviewing how beautiful the people of Ibaraki Prefecture is. It's not. We're talking about how nice... The environment is, so to speak. Ibaraki has sought to use Mm. its uh, notoriety as the least attractive prefecture uh, to promote local tourism, often with tongue-in-cheek efforts. Uh, This year's... uh, These, however, have yielded mixed results, despite it being uh, quite close uh, to Japan's Pacific Coast, and indeed um, is a part of Japan's Pacific Coast. Um, The the tourist attractions, says uh, Aiko uh, Akio Tanaka, president of the Brand Research Institute, it's, it, it's, they basically say that the the uh, opinion and the reputation of Ibaraki Prefecture is improving, uh, but a lot of its tourist attractions aren't being uh, publicised. Chris, have you done many videos from Ibaraki Prefecture? Have you spent that much time uh, there? <laughs> I've, so, I, funnily enough, I did a video in Ibaraki uh, one year ago mm. on the second channel, Chris Abroad Channel. Yeah. And at the time, I think Ibaraki was ranked either the first or second least attractive prefecture in Japan yeah. like it is now. Um, and they they wanted me to promote Ibaraki. It was a sponsored video, but from Ibaraki, mm. you know, they wanted to try and improve the image. And in the video, I don't know that we did that mm. to the places they lined up. We went to a glamping place. That was lovely. It was a cabin in the woods, forest, had a, you know, a sauna. It was lovely. Mm. Although, you know, you could kind of do that in a lot of places in Japan. Next up, we went to an abandoned school, mm that had been converted into a place where you could learn how to make soba. That was kind of nice, cool. interesting, making soba noodles. And then there was another abandoned school. <laughs> I, so I went to no schools. less than two or Good three God. abandoned schools in one video. <laughs> yeah, and this was like, this is a state-sanctioned Ibaraki video, and that, this is what they did. They just <laughs> led me to various abandoned schools. <laughs> and, I, you know, looking back at it, I think they could have done a better job choosing, uh, choosing where we went. Mm. But... Uh, in the last place we went in that video, it was uh, this, uh, the second abandoned school. And they had this very unique bath. And it was like, you know, some places in Japan are very proud of their hot springs, the fresh water pumped up beneath the ground, boiling, full of nutrients. This school in Ibaraki had a, a fucking metal barrel that looked like, you know, somebody's going to stick the corpse in to melt it in acid. And they, <laughs> they put some wooden blocks way? beneath it. It was like Jeffrey Dahmer's bathtub. <laughs> it was very weird. It was insane. <laughs> I had to sit in this barrel. Yeah. They filled it with water mm. and set a fire like beneath it mm. to boil the water. Mm. They're having you took, on, mate. They're, they're laughing at you. Well, it, looked, <laughs> it took like 45 minutes for the water to heat up through fire. <laughs> right. And then I got in the water and the point of pleasant warm water <laughs> to boiling water began very fast because yeah. it was reaching that point of no return. So we had to stop the fire. But even then, the smoke from the fire nearly caused me to pass out from like carbon monoxide, bloody poisoning. Mm. So it was like this torturous bath, 
And I, I was, <laughs> in the video, I'm like in the bath going, yeah, Ibaraki, isn't it? And <laughs> they made me cut that line from the video. They made me cut that line, um, rightly so. And, but like, just, yeah, Ibaraki. Ibaraki. It's just a weird, but I've made two videos there. Mm. And like, neither of them are, have done the best job painting it in, a, in the best light. But they only, it I sounds like they don't have themselves, Chris, to be honest. They don't. No. They don't. They really Not don't. And they've got like the, the um, they've got the Ushku Daibutsu, which is, I think, the the, high, the tallest bronze Buddha statue in Japan, right. uh, which is very impressive. Uh, that's cool. Is it worth going there just for that? Probably not. Yeah, but barrel. it is really cool to have see. You seen, have you seen the Buddha yeah. get in the barrel? <laughs> yeah. Two. Buddhas and barrels. Yeah. That's Ibaraki. <laughs> and the first time I went there years ago, like, you know, five, six years ago, I did a video. I did a, had to make pottery. Mm. And it was just a disaster. I made this like flaccid vase, flaccid vase. It was disa- it was just disastrous. <laughs> and then I went to some boring sake brewer. It was just really bad. So yeah, I can't tell you what's good in Ibaraki apart to... from the Daibutsu Buddha. There's a there's a That's there's it, a it? guy who's all over YouTube at the moment, a Japanese guy, and his kind of like uh, his MO is going up to randomers in Tokyo. Uh, and he's he, he's recommended on my recommends all the time. My partner and other people send me his stuff, and it's just all YouTube shorts, nothing longer than you know five minutes. Yeah. But and he's just going, "What's it like being mixed race in Japan?" <laughs> it's like everyone. Oh. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like being mixed race in Japan? Is it weird? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And he goes, what's it, what's it like being, what's it like, would you, be? and, and, and he knows his audience, he knows it's like slightly salacious, so he's like, he's just asking Japanese women, is, is it okay for men to sleep with prostitutes? It's just all this oh shit. Oh my gosh. And, and I understand, like, you know, they're big hitting questions and people are like that stuff. I mean, surprising amount of women are fine with um, men and their partners just sleeping around with sex workers, which, fine, sex work is real work, but, Interesting vibes. Interesting. <laughs> it, it it just sounds like men in Japan uh, and their sexual desires just very much. Oh, it's just a pain in the ass. I'll go out with you, but I just can't be out. Just go see a sex worker. I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered with that side of things. You're you're weird. It's strange. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, what he needs to be doing is going to Ibaraki. Going. Clearly. What's it like being from? Clearly. What's it like being? What's it like seeing a mixed race sex worker in Ibaraki? <laughs> but this guy, here... I mean, last, when I was when I was there in Ibaraki on the way back after finishing the shoot, I uh, I got pulled over by the police for not coming to a complete and utter stop yes. at T-junction. I was I was sort of slowed down. Yeah, my wheels were still turning, and then I went right. Yeah, because it's a class a country I mean, it, road. It's something that you don't experience visibility. in the UK, but you do experience in the US and Japan. They're really, really hot on the got to stop before you start kind of vibes. Nothing better to do mm. in the in the fields of Ibaraki. <laughs> yeah. I suppose the thing Ibaraki is most famous for is one of the worst nuclear disasters, nuclear accidents in Japan. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a horrible story. I think it was uh, 1999, there you go. They poured too much in, right. and it created a nuclear reaction. And one of the guys who was pouring it in, uh, I think his name his name was Hisashi Auchi, Auchi, sorry, Auchi. Uh, yeah, one it, big po- Ouchi it was Ouchi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an ironic name. But 
he he had the just the worst possible ending, mm. and it's uh, I think there's a good documentary on it or a good book, but they tried to keep him alive for about eighty days, oh. uh, eighty three oh. days. They tried to keep him alive. Well, he was dead the moment he'd yeah. poured it in. The, yeah. the 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 like gamma rays shot straight through his body, mm. blew his chromosomes in half, so his body couldn't produce like couldn't reproduce any cells. Right, um, and they tried to keep him alive. And, oh, my God, like, if you see some photos of this, this poor guy, they gave him blood transfusions, skin yeah. grafts, all sorts of things. And, but and every once doctor, done that, every doctor all the skin be, just falls off. Yeah, every doctor was just like, there's just, no, there's just no way. But, I mean, you don't have, you know, you, don't, you, don't, you can't have that decision to sort of make to, to, to end someone's life. But, good God, that's, that sounds absolutely horrific. Like, just to uh, a person who... Well, I know they were, you know, they were trying to do their best and try and save him. Mm. A noble effort. Mm. But I think it went too far down the realms of God. sort of scientific, you know, exploration and investigation. Mm. Like, oh, well, how can we keep him alive? Mm. But, you know, it's a phenomenal story. I'd recommend you looking it up. It's, uh, but that, I always associate that with Ibaraki, the Tokaimura nuclear incident. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, Ibaraki. Yeah, I'd, but I'm sure there's some good things there. I know the coastal area is nice. I know a good few people from there. I just went driving. I did some drifting uh, a few weeks ago on Ludwig, Ludwig's, Ludwig's YouTube channel. Mm. And uh, my driver, uh, Alistair, she was from there. She was really nice. So that's the good bit of Ibaraki. Great drift drivers and a fantastic Buddha statue. Mm. But it's unfortunate that yet again, Ibaraki's been dealt the hand of being the ugliest prefecture in Japan. I think it's not necessarily the case that Ibaraki's bad. I think it's just every other prefecture has one thing that people get excited about, right? It's got one thing. Mm. Uh, and Ibaraki does not have that, unfortunately. So, and, f- and try as I might, I can't find it either. Uh, we'll be back just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments, and question in the fax machine. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Wow. And we're back with the fact machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? Oh, sorry. Dawson. I'm just recovering from um, looking that that man. Uh, good God. Um, oh, no. Dear Cat. Yeah, yeah, that's going to... Uh, you know, I've seen some stuff. You know, I grew up in, you know, the, the, the era of Augurish and some horrific stuff on, on, on there, but good God. What, from Hartlepool? <laughs> from Hartlepool. That's, I mean, it's what my body looks it's like. Worse, anyway. um, dear Candyman. It's worse than nuclear reaction, yeah. <laughs> dear Hartlepool Candyman Chris. Bazoozle Pete. I went to see the woman in black quite recently, so... Um, uh, there's oh, the, the, oh. the character in that looks a bit like Pazuzu. Um, I'm currently studying Japanese and Chinese <laughs> at university, and I have recently befriended some Japanese exchange students. As a representative of our nation, I felt it necessary to teach them about British slang during our outing to JD Weatherspoons. <laughs> One of my oh, new God. Japanese friends showed me pictures from their class. They were learning common British phrases such as, You all right, mate? And oh, I'm naked, uh, along with another, another few uh, expressions that I uh, had never heard in conversation. Afterwards, I realised how important learning slang is uh, while staying and living in the UK. I was wondering if you guys had ever taught your non-British friends about the slang we use here in the UK. And uh, in Chris's case, your students. Thanks a million, uh, Jacob from the United Kingdom. Um, you're obviously, Chris, someone who um, owned a book of British swear words that you were more than happy to uh, share with uh, <laughs> some of the... Uh, I think your, your, your Japanese teacher at one point very much enjoyed uh, the gift of the f word here and there yeah I, I remember when i made the video teaching swear words to japanese people with that book mm. tadashi faknot skycutter what a great book mm. uh i just remember my favorite bit was where the science teacher a really cool guy called chonan sensei who spoke english very well is just a clip of him holding the book going I'm trusting you with the drugs. Don't fuck me over. I was like, <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> that's, that's cracking slang. That's important <laughs> slang that you need to know. Um, I don't think I ever taught my students, like, I'm knackered. Mm. Uh, I did teach them, you're right, mate, because it broke them. They, they didn't learn in, in their like, English class. They didn't learn that words, when you put words together fast, it sounds different. Mm. To, to like, you know, it's, we don't go... How are you today, Pete? You sort of go, how you doing, Pete? Mm. And I taught them that. I was like, we would sort of say in British English, how you doing, mate? Yeah. How are you doing, mate? How are you doing? Because they just couldn't comprehend that. I'd be like, oh, how you doing? And then the conversation's done because nobody gets taught that in Japan. So I taught them that. I can't remember what the the term is for, what you know, compressing words into like a new sound colloquial British English. But uh, I tried my best Mm. and it was, it was, it was a waste of time. And I regret it. <laughs> uh, we've got a story here uh, from uh, Duong. Duong from the land of AK. Jong. What, what is this? Jong. Jong. 
Jong from Canada, Canadian Vietnamese maybe. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. With the release of Chris's new book, and as a new listener to the show, I would like to ask a few generic book-related questions. First and foremost, do you guys read books, fiction or non-fiction? Second, what are some of your favourite books? And lastly, are you reading anything at the moment? I have recently picked up Anna uh, Karenina's by sorry Anna, Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy Ooh. and Anarchy by Erico uh, Malastesta. Uh, both are amazing in very different ways. Thank you for reading my question. Have a nice day. Pete, what are you reading? Is it nothing? Is it the Abroad oh, Japan book? Rude. I um you're You uh, don't read. I didn't realise that your um your uh book, Abroad Japan by uh, Chris Broad in Japan, um was in the we- we- not Weatherspoons, <laughs> Waterstones or whatever. Weatherspoons, yeah, the pub. Book, whatever book uh <laughs> shop they've got. Um and like you're literally a sarcastic fried chicken enthusiast is the opening thing on the on the uh, on the actual table displaying all of your uh Displaying all of your all of your wares, oh, sarcastic lovely, fried chicken lovely. Yes, which is lovely stuff. Um, I'm a big John Le Carre fan, to be honest. I like a, a good spy novel. Ah. Um, I think Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and all the rest of them. I will frequently on holiday um, start to read a a, um, a a a book by John Le Carre and then realise that I've already read it, and I will have read about two thirds <laughs> of it before I realise. So for oh, me, no. it's 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 great. I love it. <laughs> I love doing that. Me. <laughs> I I haven't read a book in a long time actually. I, the, I think the last book I read might have been by uh it might have been like the the people who eat darkness mm. the book by Richard Lloyd Parry on um Lucy Blackman the British girl who tragically murdered here in Japan. Uh or his other book The Ghost of the Tsunami. Um yeah, I I it's a shame I do like reading, but I've I've become I'm just broken. I'm a broken man, Pete. I, I cannot hold a physical book and read it for longer than like five minutes. My brain doesn't work. <laughs> I, I've become like a TikTok viewer. I, I have not got the attention span. I don't know. It sucks. I would love to be able to read, but something's wrong with my attention span. I just break. Mm. What's the cure? What's I don't know. What's the cure? Um, What's the cure? I, I would I would recommend Sad. actually speaking of um Richard Lloyd Parry's uh, book I think it's called oh he's got another book and I think it might be called In the Time of Madness um which is Ooh. a very good uh, book about What's that about? It is about Indonesia and um the Ooh. warring um tribal um forces there and it's like insane some of the stuff that happens there and uh you know him being a, a reporter on the ground uh, at that time uh well mm. well recommended by half of a branch man podcast. <laughs> he's a, I mean, he's a, he's an author, for, he's a, sorry, a journalist for the Times, mm. and he actually reviewed my book, uh, and it scared the hell out of me to have like a, a, a very good journalist and author right. review your book. It's awesome. kind of like, uh oh, this is Uh-oh. this is the bit where it's like disappointingly written, astonishingly poor, but actually the review was uh, was nice. He described oh, yeah. me as uh, like a friend talking down the pub. I think that's a compliment. Hey, I don't compliment. really know. That's all right. That's but, good. That, yeah, what are you expecting? What but like, yeah, he, he good. He didn't like that. The, the, he he gave one criticism, mm. which is important. Which burned. Uh, which you, you, you carved into your arm with a knife. <laughs> he just. <laughs> it's not bothering him. He didn't. Bother he, he said sometimes I descended into cliche, which mm. I don't deny. Uh, mm. The ending, the last line of the book, is something like, "There's always one more secret lying in wait for you around the corner." Right. In the land of the rising sun, something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. And he was saying, you know, descended to cliche. Well, wrong which with a cliche. I wanted... It's a nice jacket, keeps you warm. But the 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 very water, the very books, the very bookshop, Waterstones you just talked about, going in and seeing the book, 
they took that quote because they loved it clearly and ran with it. And it was when I walked in, that was everywhere. Yeah. There's always one more secret lying in store around the corner in the land of the rising sun. Mm. I don't know, I, but I, I was very relieved when that review came out. I heart skipped a beat when I saw that he reviewed the book. So, yeah, it's it's nice when someone you respect and um, appreciate like returns. That's amazing. You know, returns. He's the a hell of a writer. Or whatever. So yeah. Well done, you. Yeah, very very good. Good. We got uh, time for one more question. He says, "Hi, Cronky, Chris, and Hikari Pete. Last time I was in Japan was back in 2006. I went to eat Edo. Sorry, Edo Wonderland." Edo Wonderland. Edo Wonderland. One of the... <laughs> Boogie Wonderland. I started every day of the cycle with Connor. When I did that cycle, I started every day with that song on my bike. It was the first <laughs> song I listened to. Boogie Wonderland. It's the ultimate way to like, get fired up before you want to break your legs on a bicycle. Uh, one of the best theme parks I've ever visited. Edo Wonderland. Uh, a real highlight of my holiday. Does it still exist? And if so, would you ever consider visiting? Mm. I think there used to be two, but I fear it may have closed down. Uh, all the best, Austin Fallen. I will. Pret- I I don't know what Edo Wonderland is. Do you know what Edo Wonderland is? I've, Pete? I've given it a Google. Heard of it? I've read some of the uh, some of the reviews on Google. Uh, the old hag at the rice cracker shop has a bad attitude. Says uh, somebody on the. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's I love reviews in Japan. Written in, I love written it. in Japanese I love as well. Very, reviews. very rude, really. Um, I think it's kind of like one of those kind of like oldie timey kind of like it's like Beamish. If you've ever been to Beamish in the northeast of England, uh, where it's basically like what life was like in mining times in Victorian era, um, <laughs> here it's very much what was it like in Edo times. Uh, here's a ninja doing a backflip. So it's very, I think it's 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 very focused towards children and people who really like rudely served rice crackers, I suppose. Yeah, I, I do you know where it is? Do you find out where? I think it's Nikko. in Saitama. Uh, is that? Oh, it's in Nikko, Nikko. in Tochigi. Tochigi. Uh, mm. yeah. Get no, I, if, I, Nikko's still the one big tourist place in Japan I've never gone near. Mm. I've never been there. Have you been there? Have you been no. to Nikko? No, I've, 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 Nikko. I've, I've, no, yeah. I've no, I've no cause to use it, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I probably want to talk about is buried there, I think, the uh, the Shogun himself. Right. But yeah, I don't really know what's, what's there in Nikko. It's sort of in between, like, Niigata. If you're trying to get a Niigata, it's like halfway in it. <laughs> it's halfway yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have a poke around mm. at some point. Right. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to brawnjapanpodcast at gmail.com or write a comment in YouTube below. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Brawn Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 